the soothing sounds. I sound tired tonight. Sexy Maniacs, my name is Darian. It's just me. You already knew that. Uh, there's nobody else coming in here, probably ever again. It'll just be me, my friends. Sorry to disappoint you. It's okay, though. I'm going to continue to annoy you well into 2022, nonstop. Nonstop service, all the way to 2029, probably, before I actually have a stroke or die in a fiery car accident and have to stop doing the show. What's going on, everybody? It's another week of horror goodness. Uh, I have listener mail. I have horror news. I have... I'm dealing with a new uh, sound setup here tonight. I hope I sound okay. I don't... This thing is... It's already pissing me off. I've got I've got what you call a limp uh, microphone holder situation. It's the windscreen. I feel like I need to fluff this fucking thing up a little bit before I get the show started. And then it's, yep, yep, there it goes. Son of a bitch. I paid all of $15 for this podcasting uh, setup. I expect my money's worth. It's only lasted about nine years. <laughs> all right, goddammit. Hopefully uh, I can make it through this show. Let's kick things off, my friends, with a little of the old horror news, shall we? horror news what do we got here dexter the new blood is now officially the most watched show on showtime of all time so that's pretty cool right i i would imagine that we're going to get a lot more seasons of dexter now i'm into it um i haven't got around to this new season yet though uh, I kind of I kind of lost interest, to be honest with you, towards the end of uh, the first run. I did, I never watched that last season, and when I heard what the ending was, I really checked out. But uh, I guess I got to get back into it at some point. I don't know what how many I think five in in the first run, five seasons. Um, I don't know, man. I I'll, I'll do it. I love Jennifer Carpenter. I think she's very attractive. Uh, what else we got here? The Boys season three is going to premiere uh, June 3rd of this year. I'm excited for that. Uh, Jensen Ackles, I think, is going to be in this one. He's going to play some kind of a superhero or possibly a supervillain. But in that show, really, I think it's the villains that are the, the good guys. I don't, it's, 
I like that show a lot. It's very um, grimy and dirty for being a show about superheroes. Uh, what else? And gory, too. Jesus fucking Christ. They got a lot of gore in that show. Uh, a Quiet Place. We've all seen it. Probably both of them. The director, uh, Michael Sarnowski, is teasing a Quiet Place spinoff. So my guess would be some other group of survivors during this silent apocalypse, for lack of a better term. That would be cool, right? I, w- I don't want to see that turn into The Walking Dead, though. You know what I mean? I don't want to see groups of survivors being assholes to each other. And by the way, this week's Immersion Therapy, Pig, uh, also directed by Michael Sarnowski, he says that they take place in the same universe. What the shit does that mean? I have no idea. Are we going to see Nicolas Cage pop up in a Quiet Place spinoff? Because, I mean, clearly, if if anybody other than me and Tony watched Pig uh, this week, it's not that has nothing to do with A Quiet Place at all. And uh, maybe it's a prequel, but it doesn't really, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. Uh, what else we got here? John Watts. He directed uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, I believe. He has just been signed by HBO Max to direct a Final Destination installment. I uh, don't. I, I'm hit. I, yeah, I'm hot and cold on the Final Destination movies. You know what I mean? Uh, I like. They got some gruesome kills. It's it's pretty fun, but I don't like a. a it's basically a slasher without a villain, right? There's no, there's nobody in a mask. I know they had Tony Todd and oh, Death's Design and all that shit, but you never actually saw the Grim Reaper. So really, all you're afraid of in that show is a series of unfortunate events that leads to some mousetrap-esque accident in which uh, you're going to eventually get killed. By the way, you avoided one in the beginning, and now it's, 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 I don't know, dude. It was never really my thing. Uh, there was some pretty gruesome kills in that franchise, and that was cool, but I don't know. I just, it, it just wasn't my thing, I guess, for lack of a better term. What else we have here? Uh, Final Destination. Marvel has announced a Werewolf by Night Halloween special for Disney+. Plus. I am super into that. Do you guys remember Werewolf by Night? That was bad. that was one of my favorite comic books. So basically, um, I think it was like Marvel's attempt to branch into horror comics, but without letting go of some kind of a superhero y kind of attention. It was basically a werewolf, and uh, he kind of learned to train his lycanthropic self to only kill bad guys and eat them. But uh, it was one of my favorite comics when I was heavy into Marvel. Um, very, it, it would come and go sporadically, though. They, they'd do like a four or five issue crossover, and then they, it would get shelved for a couple years. Then it would come back for like three or four more issues. And then they would do some kind of a thing with Blade or something like that. But uh, it was very cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, that's all I have on the horror news, dudes. How about some listener mail? I don't know if I want to do listener mail. You know what? I don't think I'm going to answer any more uh, listener mails. <laughs> I really, uh, you know, I, I just feel like you people aren't being supportive enough. So, all right, listener mail. Fine. Whatever. Uh, 
Listener mail. Yes, sir. Let's see what we have. Oh, hold on. Let me get set up for the Terror Dome. I know everybody wants to vote for the fucking tomato again. Um, let me get set up here for the Terror Dome. Here we are. Okay, let's see what we got here. We got emails. We got voicemails. We got all kinds of fun stuff, as usual. Why don't we kick things off in... Um, Let's go over to Sydney, Australia, shall we? Here comes Tim uh, from the Horror for Dummies posse. You know that show. You love him. Him and Mushroom over there doing great things. Uh, Subject line, tomatoes go squish. I like the way you think there, young Timothy. Hey, baby, how's the sexy padded room host this week? Still sexy, I'm guessing. I like to think that I am a solid uh, six uh, there, Tim. And I'm sure my wife would disagree with you. Last time I checked in with her, she put me at a four and a half. But I like to think of myself as a six. I, I know that's optimistic, and I could probably lose a few pounds. And, uh, you know, that the the I'm not just a, what, what did he used to say? I'm not just a member of the hair club for men. I'm also the president. <laughs> All right, anyway, enough about that. Uh, Terra Dome, so Maniac Cop is a force. I get it, and you're right. And yes, tomatoes are easy to defeat. Just step on them, and boom, they're gone. But not this tomato. I'm taking the tomato. Main reason is to annoy you, but also I have beef with the Maniac Cop for taking out Leatherface and the Predator. Darian, are you Bloody Mary? No, I am not. That's it for me. You stay cute and sexy, and I'll catch you next week. I'm not Bloody Mary. And uh, if you want the fucking tomato, Tim, I'm not going to argue with you. I made my argument last week. God damn it. With the fucking tomatoes. All right. Uh, speaking of the tomato, here comes the tomato man himself. All the way from Tokyo, Japan. It is Lonely Bob. Kevin is in the house. Uh, subject line, happy 2022. Hey, Padded Room crew, great to hear you're going through the Resident Evil film series. I would agree the first film is the best and the closest to the video game story. We will see how quickly the film devolves from horror into action. On to the Terror Dome. My vote goes to, one, Freddy. Uh, Freddy, I think, already won there, Kevin, but well done. Uh, Two, the Killer Tomatoes. If you've seen the film, these tomatoes are deadly and roll right over police cars, crushing them. (laughs) i'm not gonna hold that against you kevin uh because the tomato is your your uh fighter in this year's tournament what i am gonna hold against you though is the fact that there is a fucking tomato in this year's tournament so there's that you're behind you are the mastermind behind all of this nonsense you son of a gun uh here ek uh wrote in again Subject line, educating. For educating, Darian, you are nurse or nurse 3D, depending on where you watch it. I am not, Kevin. That's two strikes. I snuck two past you, Kevin and Tim. I I might actually uh, get this one in from the looks of it. You guys are very close. You're both very close, but you're still very wrong. Uh, Let's get out to parts unknown. Here comes Friedrich, or as I like to call him, Freddy. Freddy. Subject line, weather check. Hey, folks, hope you guys are doing well. My next load is actually taking me through your town. Hopefully the weather is cleared up there. Educate, I actually know this one. It's American Mary. You are correct there, Freddie. Now for the Terra Dome and for the shits and giggles, I'm going to vote for the tomato. God fucking damn it. 
Fine, Freddy, fine. Uh, no logic and the reason only because it's funny. Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddy. You motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking tomato. This fucking tomato. All right, here we go. <laughs> Goddamn sons of You sons of bitches. Here comes the horror slut from London, England. Cat is in the house. Subject line, feeling cheeky. Who do you think she's going to vote for? God damn it. Evening, gents. How is everyone tonight? Well, I'll get started with feeling cheeky and enjoying the fun things you get to write thanks to us all. I think I will be voting for the tomato again just to hear what fun things you will say. <laughs> now for Educate, fantastic movie, you are American Mary. I did get a chance to watch a movie I enjoyed called Super Deep. Reminded me of the thing, and I think worth a watch. Time to start my shift. Look forward to listening in the morning. Have a great night, Cat. Thanks for writing in, Cat. Hope your uh, shift goes well. I started super deep. Um, it's on Shutter. If anybody wants to check it out, I, I just I something happened. I didn't get to finish it. I keep meaning to go back to it, but uh, yeah, not yet. Right on, Cat. Thanks for writing in. Uh, let's see. Let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Subject line, Viva La Tomato. You motherfuckers. Evening, padded room. <laughs> Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Today has been balls to the wall busy, so it'll be a quick note. Educate, you're American Mary. Fun movie. Terradome. I was thinking about being funny, but the vote goes to Maniac Cop. Thank you very much, cowboy. For uh, trying to go easy on me. Trying to go easy on me. Everybody else said, fuck Darian. I'm going to make him write about a goddamn tomato. Uh, as much fun as it is hearing the tomato stories. Caught a few newer movies that I enjoy enjoyed. Superhost. Fun, crazy chick movie. Thanks for mentioning it, Tim. I had fun watching it. Housebound. I can't say much about it without giving things away, but really fun movie and worth a watch. I enjoyed it and will probably watch it again to see if I can catch the twist being projected. I love Housebound. Housebound's a great show. And Super Deep. Not a bad movie. Gave me a Carpenter quote-unquote thing vibes underwater. I was hoping for something more Lovecraftian, but it was pretty good. Best wishes for Monica and her family. Hope things are getting better or at least staying stable. Thanks again for the amazing show. Wednesday has become my podcast day at work, starting with you first. Yay! Keep up the awesome job, even with your rants when left alone, Darian. Ha <laughs> ha. But really awesome job, and thank you. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thank you, sir, for listening and for writing in, and for not voting for a fucking vegetable. Thank you for that, cowboy. What is it with you people? God damn it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. All the way from Houston, Texas, and the Horror Returns podcast. Here comes our main man, Lance. Subject line, the power of the tomato. <laughs> motherfucker. Well, padded room. We have gone this far with the tomato. Why stop now? But you know, if you really think this thing through, it makes a lot of sense. So, Maniac Cop is on the New York police force, but make no mistake, he's originally from Jersey, and therefore Guido. Uh, that's not true. His last name is Cardell, sir. It's not uh, Giuseppe or, you know, uh, Spagnoli or something like that, like you'd expect a New York cop to be. So, I don't think he's actually a Guido there, Lance. Your logic is flawed, and I'm going to uh, have to alter your vote. So, there's that. 
uh, through and through. We all know the one good thing no Guido can pass up is a great marinara sauce, or bold tomato sacrifices himself to become part of the fantastic dish that the maniac cop wolfs down with relish. Unfortunately for the cop, our tomato is supernatural and alien in origin. Once inside the cop, our hero reforms into a whole and very deadly tomato, shredding the maniac cop apart from the guts, totally destroying him. The cop's days of walking the beat are over. Tomato for the win. That was actually an easy one. God damn it, Lance. (laughs) I'm not even going to dignify that with a reply. And, of course, you are American Mary for the educating section this week. Take care. Hope my email didn't fall into the spam folder this week. It did, Lance, but I'm getting used to checking the spam folder again. Lance from Texas. Thank you very much, Lance, for writing in. Uh, Two more for the motherfucking tomato. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here he comes. Carter Burke from the uh, Weyland-Yutani Corporation, this son of a bitch. Subject line... Let's play a game. What do these two pictures have in common? One picture is of me from uh, God. Wow, that was a that's a young, a young Darian at a concert. I think that one's from, jeez, two thousand four ish, somewhere in there. And the other picture is of Richard Simmons. And the answer is they are both flamboyant dicks and unconfirmed homosexuals. Wow, Carter Burke. Wow! <laughs> what does one have to do to get confirmed as a homosexual? Is there like a uh, board review that you have to pass? Remember that back in the day? Um, you would see people on... Uh, there was always that storyline in like sitcoms where the hot single guy would come in and everybody would be like, oh, he's a confirmed bachelor. How do you... You got to like go through like some kind of a process or you got to fill out paperwork so people know that you're not secretly married or something. I don't know. Confirmed bachelor. Look out. Uh, go fuck yourself, Carter Burke. Here comes from Southern California. Tony's in the house. Subject line, I'm a good boy. Ozzy Osbourne. Greetings, padded room. Technically, it's 14 movies, but Darian chose for us to watch Pig which is anything but a horror film. Literally, one second of research could tell you that this wasn't a horror movie. On top of that, it was kind of boring. So thanks, Darian. That is 92 minutes of my life I will never get back. Be better, Darian. I didn't know... I mean... look. Okay, there, Tony, you're right. It's not a horror movie, but it's uh, directed by the same guy that did A Quiet Place. Um... It's about a guy trying to get his pig. It's about Nicolas Cage trying to get a pig back. I was expecting, at the very least, like some kind of a John Wick situation where he's going to kill everybody. Uh, that it was not to be. Uh, he did get beat up pretty good, but yeah, I don't. I don't. It, even if you look at like the thumbnail on Hulu, it looks like a horror movie, right? It does. Yes, it does. Don't don't lie to me. Uh, you know what else is a very good Resident Evil Apocalypse. If this movie had nothing to do with the video game franchise, then maybe it would be okay. But it's supposed to be based off of the video games. And there is no way in hell that the nemesis has any sort of sympathy for those he is chasing down. Also, this is a virus that is supposed to change the living. So how does it go through the dirt and reanimate dead people? And Alice says, don't worry, I'm not contagious. If we have learned anything over the last two years, 
It's if you have the virus, you need to stand six feet away. It's ridiculous that this franchise has made over $1 billion worldwide. You're right, and I'm going to get into that, Tony. Uh, I, th- I, I, I hate to admit it, man, but I think we already got about as good as Resident Evil's going to get. Now, after this movie is where I threw in the towel. I said no more for me on the Resident Evil. I'm going to continue to run through the whole goddamn thing. There might be like a a shining ray of light in here somewhere. It's definitely not in this one. Uh, Educating Mrs. Darian is American Mary. This is a good movie, and Catherine Isabel Isabel is so goddamn hot in this one. You got me there, Tone. For the Terror Dome, I will take the Maniac Cop. I hate tomatoes. Thank you, Tony. We are not going to win this. I've got to get my tomato fan fiction fired up because there's no way in fuck all we're going to win this vote, but that's okay. I appreciate it anyway, Tone. Uh, uh, Here's the rest of the movies I have watched up to this point. Uh, Number six, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Number seven, American Mary. Number uh, She is so hot. Number eight, Spring. This is more of a horror love story, but the transformations are cool. Dude. The chick that played uh, the love interest in Spring, I forget her name. I know it's very difficult to pronounce correctly, but she is ridiculously hot. Little Monsters, the one with the girl from Us, not the Howie Mandel movie. This is worth watching. I like that one. Battle Dogs, it's a movie made by Asylum. I've seen Battle Dogs. It's about uh, werewolf chick soldiers, and they're pretty hot also. Uh, It's a silly fucking movie, but there's that. We Need to Do Something. This is a great movie. I thought it was okay. Shortcut. This is a bad movie. World War Z. Regardless that this has very little to do with the book, this is actually a good movie. And the fact that we didn't get a sequel because of China's ban on zombie movies is stupid. Fuck China. Until next time, Tony. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of World War Z. A lot of people really dug it. It ha- dude, you gotta have a you gotta have an R rating if you're gonna go with those kind of zombies and those kind of act. You gotta show me somebody getting ripped apart. And every time they went to zombie action, they got all shaky cam on us. I hate that shit, and it makes me kind of motion sick a little bit. Uh, right on, Tony. Thank you for writing in, sir. Your votes are locked, and thank you for not voting for the fucking tomato, my friend. Uh, we do have a couple of voicemails here. Let's see who's up on the phone. Let's kick things off with the main man from Alabama. Alan is in the house. Edit room, what's, what's up? up Hope Alan? everybody's doing good. I'm here. Um, Terror Dome, give me Matthew Cordell. Thank you. Uh, cop. Mr. Darian, you are American Mary. You got it. Like Supernova. Shelly hates it when I change the lyrics to in a beat-up Chevy Nova and oh, Sky. Okay, great. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Right on. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Um, yeah, you're right. That's it's uh, my wife hates that too. I like to change fucking music lyrics on her and sing over the uh, the song. I ha- I do I do not have a good singing voice. I know that's shocking. But that doesn't stop me from screaming at the top of my lungs over whatever her favorite song is until she uh, usually slugs me in the arm. Thanks for calling in, Alan. That's two more for the Maniac Cop. We might be mounting a comeback here, people. Uh, Not likely, but we might. We'll lock you in there. Thank you very much, Alan, for not voting for the tomato. Here comes 
the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, yo! Had a room, how? Favorite degenerates this week. It's just me again. I uh, hope everyone is doing well. I'm good. Hope everyone is uh, settling into the new 2022. We're and off to a rocky Making start. the best of it. Sure. Best we can, right? Anyway, I wanted to get in real quick and. Um, What's going on, bud? On the educating department. You got me. Uh, Come on. Got you again, Mr. Daring. I'm liking these clues. Okay. Uh, American Mary. You sir. nailed it. American Mary, I believe it is. Yes, sir. Anyway, uh, keep up them good clues. Okay. Uh, Almost, almost forgivable for uh, what am I, the what? flick that you picked. Um, what, uh, what, pig? Pig. You didn't like it. What the fuck was that? I, I, I don't know. Seriously, like. I know. I thought it was Okay, good. so oh, all right. I was watching it. I didn't know nothing about it. Me neither. And I knew it was I, about a guy. You know, watching it on you know, the padded room's recommendation. Well, and uh, teach you. <laughs> you know, I'm like watching, they, they kidnapped his fucking pig, and I'm like, oh, this is like a. Outwoods John Wick. That's what I was thinking. You know, he goes, he wakes up, he's going to go get his truck, and he's going to kick something. No, nope. that's not what happens. No, it's not. Then uh, then he goes to that like underground fight club. Yeah. I'm like, all right, here it goes, man. He's going to whoop some ass here. Nope. Just stands and, there. No, that's not what happened. Then he goes and meets that one dude, and there's that really tense scene where he's like, hey, I'll pay you. He's like, I don't want money. I want my pig. Yeah. I'll give you this much. I'll give you this much. Nope. And then, then the guy tells tells him, "You don't, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I am." I believe he says, "You don't know what I am," Ooh. insinuating he's some sort of like psycho. And I'm like, "And here we fucking here we go. go. The movie's about to rock." And, and it doesn't, man. No. Nothing. What the fuck? First off, that's not a horror flick. You're that right. You're right. Terrible drama piece of shit about a fucking chef who lost his wife or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. <sighs> I, I hope, I, I hope uh, Buddy I, is there so that not, uh, he can take a better flick for us. Uh, for you're next stuck with me. This, <laughs> this one was bad. I had to. Had to I go didn't watch think the it was bad. Texas Chainsaw Massacre to watch. The, oh, uh, stop it! Right, the now. taste of that. It out, was man. not was that bad, bad sir. Anyway, um, on the Terror Dome, man. Yes, sir. Got the tomato and the maniac cop. Go ahead. I know. Man, I, go ahead. You're going to take the tomato. I kind of go ahead and do it. the tomato. Yeah. You know, uh, since uh, since you know what? Well, Jason Voorhees doesn't have wings. And All right. Bucket. Yeah. But then it's the maniac cop, and I feel like it doesn't like matter. I gotta, I gotta give the vote to one of my own. So we're going to go with the maniac cop. Well, thank you one. very much, Tom Hardy. Uh, part of me is hoping the rest of the inmates come in force and the tomato crush. They them, but, sure did. But part of me is also, you know, like I said, i got to go with my own on that one. Thank you. Oh, one last. GP'd, baby. I felt like he was almost going to bring it in under the three-minute mark, and then he, at the last minute, thought of some other shit he had to bring up. Uh, he called back, though. G motherfucker. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, one last thing. I'm sorry. Oh, no, um, you're good. You, uh, I was talking about the Friday the 13th Rose Red and how bad it was. Yeah, and yeah. How they had like little thing about uh, Creighton Duke in there, and you're yep. like, oh, that's he said. I thought Creighton Duke, in my personal opinion, he was like the best part of part eight. Um, um, I'm sorry. Part, part nine. He goes to hell. I don't he was know an interesting about that. character. Like, oh, what's this guy? He, guy who hunts serial killers he's a, he's a crazy and then you know totally underused sure so i thought it was a good thing they threw him in there 
Just uh, again, same sort of thing. Totally underused uh, during the whole fucking yeah. Jason is attacking motherfuckers scene. He's like locked in a room. Yeah. So he's just he's just there to I be see- seen as like a you know customer service or whatever. <laughs> One last thing, if I may, real quick. Yes, sir. Um, Please do. I fucking I. I don't know what I was thinking. I saw that the uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer Amazon series had been canceled. Oh, no. So, and I was pretty happy about that. Like, okay. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck that piece that of bad, shit. Huh? Yeah. So I went in and I uh, decided to watch another episode. Why? It still sucks. Okay. It's, uh, it's still a piece of shit. You can walk away. I don't know why I did it. Sir. Uh, but there was something that struck me that I meant to talk about. Okay. When I was first talking about how fucked up this thing is. There, there's a character in there. Uh, the gay character, and he ends up hooking up with, I believe it was his high school PE teacher. Okay. And I understand everyone's trying to be, you know, LGBTQ sure. friendly, and that's cool, no problems. But fucking a, that that is called grooming. Yeah. When a person in power, yeah, fucking grooms you that's, for uh, for that. That's as, a little as icky. A, as a I don't, underage, I, as a minor. Ugh. When they're grooming that that fucking kid, I, and that's not okay, man. No. Hey, be all be gay. I don't give a fuck. Be whatever the fuck you want to be. But uh, that shit, and I can't believe nobody. I can't believe there was no uproar about that. Uh, um, because it was presented as, hey, this uh, you know, good, healthy, healthy, happy relationship. That's like a predator, dude. Even though it was a fucking sexual predator, yeah, that's and a minor, whatever. Yuck. Don't watch that shit. Bad business. One I will try on. to keep away as well. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. That that that's a little gross. That makes me feel dirty. I don't know about that shit, man. Ew. I I had no intention of watching that fucking show. Uh, I wasn't mad at the move. Well, the first movie. After that, it got very silly. All right, inmates. Uh, God damn it, man. All right. That's uh, that's all we got on the listener mail, gang. Uh, thank you very much, Tom Hardy, Alan, uh, Tony, uh, Carter Burke can go fuck himself, uh, Lance, Tim, uh, Cat, everybody else that called and wrote in, Cowboy, Freddy, fucking uh, who else? I miss. I'm, I know. Uh, I know. I forgot somebody, but uh, thank you guys. You guys know who you are. You're the best, and you are the reason that the padded room will continue. I got a movie to get into. I'm not too excited about it, but fucking I already agreed to do this, so I have to do it anyway. Here we go. From the leading name in biotechnology comes Regenerate. The breakthrough from the Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella. My name is Alice. I work for the Umbrella Corporation. There was an accident. And everybody died. Trouble was, they didn't stay dead. In the pursuit of human perfection, accidents will happen. There's been an incident. How bad is it? We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. Sir, there's something in here. The infection is spreading faster than anyone could have anticipated. Seal the gates. Our men are still out there. Let's do it. We're expendable assets. And we've just been expended. Now, those left behind We're gonna take you home. must battle an enemy that will not die. 
What was that? We're gonna need more ammo. Move! I'm good. But I'm not that good. They did something to me. They changed me. And one corporation, the nemesis is now fully activated, will do everything to bury its dark secret. You know exactly how far Umbrella will go. I used to work for them. I learned the error of my ways. Initiate launch proceedings. Yep, that is Resident Evil Apocalypse. This is the second installment in the Resident Evil franchise. This one got 6.2 stars on IMDb. A small drop-off from the first one. Uh, It's rated R. It's directed by Alex Witt. Written by Paul W.S. Anderson. Stars, of course, Mia Jovovich, Sienna Guillory, and uh, Eric Mabius is listed on this one. He only shows up in flashbacks, though, but you also have Jared Harris in here and Mike Epps also. <clears throat> so this one, inmates, uh, this, this is where I officially walked away from the Resident Evil franchise because this has nothing to do with anything. And if anybody, if any of you guys, other than me and Tony, have ever played the video games, you know that this is, this is bananas. We, we've gone completely... Uh, away from the source material and we're at this point we're just making action movies with an umbrella corporation tag on them um we're gonna pick up pretty much like i i think this movie would start as the events of resident evil one are taking place in the hive so we start off in raccoon city which looks an awful lot like milwaukee if you ask me i don't know if you guys have ever been to milwaukee but uh, very similar um and uh, I would assume that as, you know, the team and Alice are in the hive trying to fight their way out, we're seeing the evacuations take place in Raccoon City as all hell is breaking loose. And the T-virus is already on the loose. Well, it's on the loose, but it hasn't really taken hold just yet. So we start off with a bunch of uh, black SUVs tearing through Raccoon City, rounding up uh, critical personnel. A uh, bunch of doctors and professors and things like that. People that I would assume are on the umbrella payroll. And uh, guys in suits uh, with earpieces, very secretive like, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Kaczynski, we, we, we have a situation. We need to leave right now. And then she like comes out in her bathrobe brushing her teeth. So, you know, very important stuff. Uh, rounds up all these dudes, goes to uh, a computer programmer's house. And this is where we're going to meet Dr. Ashford. Now, he's the one that actually built and programmed the Red Queen AI security system that held the hive in place. Played by Jared Harris, who is a bad motherfucker. We love Jared Harris. Uh, He's wheelchair bound, and he's like, okay, let's go. So they round him up. They put him in the SUV. They also have to go get his daughter, who is the actual living Red Queen. 
the little girl, which with with which the AI is based on, will recognize her immediately from the hologram in the first movie. Uh, they go get her out of school also. Uh, unfortunately, as the, uh, the SUVs are exiting Raccoon City, the one carrying the little girl gets T-boned by a mysterious, uh, I think it was a garbage truck or something, and she goes off the grid. That whole, that whole, everybody in that SUV just kind of vanishes. Very scary stuff here, guys. Look out now. Uh, from there, we're going to jump right back to Alice. We're going to see like a very quick snapshot of the zombie apocalypse. Uh, like riots breaking out, things like that, people getting bit, freaking out. Uh, we're going to hook up with Jill Valentine, who we should know from the video games. Uh, this character has nothing to do with Jill Valentine. She's dressed the same, and she looks very similar to Jill Valentine from Resident Evil 3. Uh, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil 1, the video game, Looks more like a Girl Scout kind of a situation. She's got like a beret thing going on. Resident Evil 3, she looks like she's like an undercover prostitute uh, kind of a thing. Like she's going to go on a prostitution sting. Uh, pretty hot stuff. Now, uh, Jill Valentine is going to be played by a young lady named Sienna Guillory. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but here's a little fun fact for you inmates. Uh, Sienna Guillory is known for doing unsimulated sex scenes. And if you want to watch her suck a dick like a real one, <laughs> you can do that in a little film called Principles of Lust. I looked. I couldn't find it anywhere. But if you go to like a Mr. Skin or just do like a uh, Google search of Sienna Guillory uh, unsimulated sex scenes, she's got a cock in her mouth. And that's, hey, good for her, right? And if you want to... Uh, do some further research, or if you find out where I can find Principles of Lust, I would love to actually check that scene out, you know, for the sake of research, for the, you know, for the show and stuff. Uh, anyway, she's uh, Jill Valentine. She's a bad bitch. Uh, she's, like, much more attitude-y in, this, in the movie than she is in the game. Uh, so now, like, the, the de-evolution of Raccoon City is taking place. Riots, cops are trying to keep things under control. They're trying to arrest the zombies. Uh, we're going to cut to RCPD precinct where cops have uh, detained a couple zombies. And in the midst of them detaining them and trying to book them, I guess, uh, a couple of cops get bit in the process and all hell breaks loose. But Jill Valentine, who apparently has been recently suspended from the, the, the RCPD, just goes in and starts laying waste to every zombie, all of them. Just walks in and just opens up on all the zombies and kills them all. And they're like, Jesus Christ, Jill, you're not even supposed to be here. And she's like, they're fucking zombies. They're infected. You got to shoot them in the head, you stupid assholes. And then she leaves. Now, in the throes of this scene, we're going to notice a pimp. <laughs> yes, he is a pimp. Played by Mike Epps who has been brought in for questioning because one of his prostitutes is infected and he is handcuffed to a chair. Just before Jill leaves, though, she shoots the cuffs off him so he's free to go. He's not infected, by the way. We'll get to know this guy later in all of his ethnic stereotypes that he plays up big time, my friends. Uh, but we'll get to that uh, momentarily. So now uh, we're going to cut to Umbrella Corporation HQ. So apparently, uh, Raccoon City is waterlocked, and um, they have kind of walled it off, and the only way into or out of Raccoon City is the Ravensgate Bridge, 
which sounds familiar. That might actually be a thing in the video games. But uh, they've walled it off, and they're only letting people through who are testing uh, negative for the T-virus very well. But everybody is panicked and rushed the gate. So now we have crowd control measures, um, military, paramilitary personnel, uh, RCPD is there trying to keep people calm. It's a big mess. And there's a guy running the show who is a prick. And we'll know that he's a prick because, number one, uh, he's got a German accent and he's kind of dressed like a Nazi a little bit. He's got like the trench coat, uh, the frosted tips hairs. You know, remember that that was a thing. Late 90s, early 2000s, the frosted tips. I had them. It's true. I did for a little bit. Not too long. Um, he's, he's a real prick. And he's like, we can't let anybody out of the city. And if they have the infection, it will spread and we will be unable to contain it any longer. So we must contain Raccoon City as best we can, yeah? So naturally, he's being like, anybody that shows up at the gate that looks infected is uh, basically just getting shot. And on top of that, we have sporadic zombie outbursts in this huge crowd where there's just, you know, one of them will pop up and bite a few people and then the cops will come and shoot it. But then those people will pop up. So then they got to shoot those dudes. It's a big fucking mess, dudes. And in the throes of all of that is when Alice actually wakes up in the laboratory, I think the following morning. She comes out. She uh, gets uh, looking around. Oh, shit. Apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse, everybody. It's this. It's the same scene we saw at the end of the first movie. You know, uh, you don't get to see her meat curtains this time. So if you're looking for them, not quite. Uh, you, we will get to see Mia Jovovich naked later on in the movie, but not just yet. Uh, she comes out. She gets the shotgun, puts the lab coat on, starts walking around, finds herself a... Uh, uh, like a gun store and goes in there and gets fully rigged, rigged up with, uh, she gets, I guess this gun store has female, uh, clothing also because she finds like a t-shirt and some jeans. I'm pretty sure she was wearing the exact same outfit that she wore in Dazed and Confused, which is all right, I guess not my favorite. She's got bell bottoms on, man. It's 2004. That's I don't know I don't what what gun store has female bell bottoms in uh, Mia Jovovich's size I don't know let's not dissect this uh, she gets fully strapped and now she's like getting these flashback memories again about uh, uh, Matt being taken and mention of the Nemesis Project things like that very scary stuff while that's going on we're going to cut back to our Jill Valentine she has made her way to the Ravensgate Bridge. And uh, she sees all the panic and confusion. She's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So she goes back into Raccoon City and she takes one of her cop friends with her, guy by the name of Peyton, who has been bit by a zombie. And that's pretty scary stuff. There's also a news reporter that is going to tag along with these two uh, for the ride. They get to walking around. The place is deserted. It's a mess. They, uh, they walk into a church thinking maybe they can hold up there for a little while until this thing blows over, the three of them. Uh, they get in there, and there's another dude who looks like he walked right out of a 90s sitcom. Uh, as the quirky father, he pops out with a, a 357, and he's like, you can't stay here. This is my hiding place. I was here first. You get out of here. Uh, they're like, okay, dude, just calm the hell down. It's a big church. Plenty of room for both of us. And this is when they get attacked by one of those liquor things. 
Now, the CGI in this film is substantially better than the first Resident Evil. I'll give you that. Um, the liquor appears to be like anatomically correct by the video game standards. There's really nothing wrong with it, per se. Uh, there's like three or four of them in this fucking church, dude. So, naturally, they kill the guy, the sitcom dad. Uh, they're on, the, like, stalking and getting ready to kill the other three, and this is where things get kind of silly. <laughs> uh, Jill, Peyton, and the, the poor news reporter are making their last stand uh, right in the parapet, and the, the liquors have them surrounded, and they're about to pounce, and then a motorcycle comes roaring through the background, and here comes uh, Alice doing a, like a, like she jumps the motorcycle through the stained glass windows of the church, right? Very cool. Lands, does a, a burnout, and puts herself on the other side of the liquor. Uh, everybody, like pay, the, the three other survivors, duck. She then guns the engine on the motorcycle and sends it like she's going to ghost ride it into the liquor. Okay. I don't know that, I mean, for the distance between, I don't know that physics are going to support that, but I'm okay. Uh, you know what? Whatever. Uh, the, so the, the motorcycle goes running into the liquor. The liquor picks it up and it goes, they, they do like a, like a flying bear hug kind of a thing on the motorcycle. And then Alice shoots the gas tank on the motorcycle, blowing it up and the liquor with it. Well done. <laughs> well done. We have gone to, see this is the this is what this is the fast and the furious of the horror world really. Uh that's pretty silly, wildly unnecessary. Um you had a big special effects budget is what happened here and you had to use all of that money for special effects and stunts. So we have this horse shit. Okay? Now, this is if you played any of the video games uh, this, they're not, they're not first person shooters. All right. They're not uh third person really. Well, they are kind of, but it's really about finding clues, unlocking things, uh, avoiding zombies. You want to avoid them. You definitely don't want to fuck with the liquor things. At no point do, in my recollection, do you ride a motorcycle or blow anything? Well, later on as you're dealing, well, that's a whole thing. We'll get into the video games later, but anyway, that's ridiculous. It happened. Well done. Alice. Now we're going to cut back to Ravenscape Bridge, where uh, the uh, Umbrella Corporation Führer, whatever his name was, decides that uh, we need to seal the city and nobody else is getting out. Uh, that exclusive group of personnel that was earlier evacuated gets ushered into a helicopter, except for Doctor Ashmore or. Professor Ashmore. I don't know what his title was. J the Jared Harris, the guy in the wheelchair. He's like, no, I will not be leaving without my daughter. And I will have her here forthwith. And that is all I will say on that. So they're like, well, okay, fine. If you don't want to leave, we can't make you leave. So they leave him there. Now, mind you, he is like the computer whiz that built and designed the AI for the hive. So he knows a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to computers. Or at least we just kind of have to sign off on that. Um... Uh, he hacks into the uh, RCPD, I guess, security camera database and starts looking through the city trying to find his daughter. 
Uh, he looks around the school, can't find her, starts poking around. Eventually, he happens upon Alice and Jill and Peyton and the reporter walking around. And they're like, oh, there's some survivors. So he starts calling all the pay phones that they, pa- that they walk past, uh, trying to get their attention. Now, while that's going on, because we haven't had enough special effects shoved up our, our collective asses, we now have to cut to an Umbrella Corporation mercenary team. Now, this was, this was a real thing in the video games, or at least part three. Uh, we have a group of mercs being airlifted in. Three of them. I don't know what their initial mission was, but as they're, be, they're flying into the city, they spot one lone survivor uh, being chased around on a rooftop by zombies. Uh, Oded Fair. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, plays Oliveira. He's like the leader of this group. Uh, we'll recognize him from The Mummy. He was like the good guy, one of the good guys, not uh, Brendan Fraser, but the other one. The I don't know I don't know what you call it, what his name was, but uh, there he is. Uh, he decides that he can't let this one lady on a rooftop die. So what he does, <laughs> what he does is do like a, uh, like a fast rope, but an inverted Tom Cruise Mission Impossible style fast rope down while shooting his guns at the zombies from the fast rope. Uh, the rest of his, because the, the helicopter pilot doesn't want to touch down on the rooftop. Uh, too dangerous, I guess, too many zombies. So uh, the rest of the mercs, one of them, by the way, was played by Zach Ward. Remember that guy? He's a bit of a horror favorite. Uh, we'll know him from... Um, don't blink. Um, what else? Oh, Freddy versus Jason. He played the older brother. Um, oh, he was uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, a Christmas Story. Scott Farkas. Remember that? <laughs> Boy, Scott Farkas came back hard after he took that beating from Ralphie. He's a Umbrella Corporation mercenary now. Uh, the rest of the team touches down on the rooftop and lays waste to the zombies. Once they get all that done, they turn to rescue the hot, uh, buxom young lady. And she's like, no, I can't. I've been bit. And they're like, oh, we're going to get you out of here. No, look, I've been bit. I know what happens. And then she just jumps off the rooftop. So that uh, probably, I don't know, two or three million dollars worth of stunts and effects was completely pointless and had no bearing on the story whatsoever, uh, except to show us that Oliveira apparently has a heart of gold and can't let... Uh, Hot buxom ladies uh, get chased by zombies. So there's that. Our Merc team has now touched down. Uh, Three guys, I think, is what we started with. Uh, Very cool. They get down there, and they start mixing it up with the zombies. A lot of shooting. They had an objective, but it wasn't made clear to them. I think they were supposed to try to rescue somebody or something. It didn't fucking matter. Um, Down they go. Uh, start getting uh, like three or four of them get bit by zombies once they get down to street level. Uh, they make like a last stand with uh, the Stars team. Now the Stars team is very pertinent in the video games. They're not going to get a second mention in this movie or for that matter the rest of the franchise, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Stars team is down there and they're mixing it up. They make a last stand. All the Mercs except for uh, Oliveira and Nikolai, played by Zach Ward. And one other one, Yuri, who gets bit, uh, get killed. So that's pretty rough action. Uh, now we're going to cut back to the other survivors, Jill Valentine and Alice. As they're making their way, they notice that all the goddamn payphones are going off as they walk by. So eventually they pick it, pick one up. 
Professor Ashmore on the other on the other end, he's like, God damn it, I've been trying to get a hold of you for seemingly hours. Why will you not answer any of my phone calls? How dare you? Incidentally, Raccoon City 2004, all of the pay phones had uh, video monitors on them. Was that ever a thing? I don't remember. That never hit Reno, that's for sure. Uh, pay phones with, with video monitors? Never in my lifetime, or at least not in this town. And even still, who are you going to, what do you need to make a video call? In 2004, nobody had a camera phone. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stuck in the Stone Age or something. Anyway, uh, they're, they're like, he's like, listen, uh, good news and bad news. The good news is that uh, I can get you out of the city. The bad news is that at, at, uh, in about, uh, I don't know, two hours, uh, they're going to initial, in, initiate a nuclear strike on Raccoon City to evaporate the um, T-virus. So if you can find my daughter, you see, and get her out of the city, I will help you. But if you can't do it by sunrise, then you're all going to be radiated. Isn't it just wonderful? (laughs) I realize that's a terrible Jared Harris impersonation, but that's what you get when you tune into the padded room. My own worst impressions of everybody. Uh, They're like, okay, well, I guess we don't have a choice. Great. Now, unfortunately, while that conversation was taking place... Uh, the German prick overheard the whole shit, and he's like, ah, you fucker, you can't be doing that shit. So he initiates the Nemesis Project, okay? Um, now, if you're familiar with the video games, you know what the Nemesis Project is. It's a bioweapon. It's basically, um, if you could picture the Incredible Hulk dressed like a Cenobite and carrying a Gatling gun and a rocket launcher, that's basically it. Uh, pretty scary dude, very hard to kill, looks, looks good, and I'll give the movie credit, uh, the visual representation of the Nemesis Project was pretty spot on, um, the behavior was not, but that's fine, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so, out goes the Nemesis Project, now we're gonna cut to Star's team headquarters, where they're just having a good time with it, really, they've got like a sniper on the roof, He's up there with a six-pack of beer, picking off zombies as they approach. I think they're not at the headquarters. They're actually like at a bowling alley or something like that. Uh, The Nemesis Project comes online and starts trouncing around uh, Raccoon City. Uh, There at the bowling alley, uh, Mike Epps makes his debut uh, to play up some more ethnic stereotypes. Shit, fool! (laughs) Y'all motherfuckers ain't gotta be shooting at me, damn! <laughs> these are these are actual lines from the movie. Don't get mad at me. That is what he said. Um, they take him in there. Uh, they're like, "Oh, get him a gun." And of course, because he's an African American pimp, he happens to have two gold-plated uh, Desert Eagle pistols. Shit, bitch! My shit is custom, fool. <laughs> you realize that. That would not happen today. And in a way, it almost makes it worth watching just to see that because that's now gone the way of the dodo. Anyway, uh, here comes the Nemesis Project for its first tactical test against the Stars team. As you might suspect, it completely levels the entire Stars team with the Gatling gun and the rocket launcher. It uh, At the last minute, Mike Epps decides to drop his weapons and thus he's not a threat and the Nemesis Project uh, lets him live. In the video games, that does not happen. I can tell you that right now. 
Oh, excuse me. So now we have uh, him out there. That's pretty nasty. He is trying to find Alice, the nemesis. Oh, my God, I'm gassy all of a sudden. He is trying to find Alice, the nemesis project is. So uh, very cool. Now we're going to cut back to Alice and Peyton and uh, uh, the news reporter there. They're making their way around. Uh, they get to the uh, the cemetery. They're trying. They're trying to make their way to the high school or the private school, whatever it was. They come across a cemetery, and this part is particularly dumb because um, I guess we have to just sign off on the T virus being able to reanimate long dead tissue as well. So here comes zombies popping out of the cemetery, and they're just going to start eating. Trying to attack people. The amount of like, um, like I don't know, those sound effects of like, uh, you know, super fast punches, like the... All that shit. The amount of those in these janky-ass action sequences are pretty ridiculous. And um, the, the action sequences in this movie are even worse than the last movie because they super utilize the jump cuts and the shaky cam, and just like Mia Jovovich turning real fast, and like a, a random boot, you know, going up, and like uh, Sienna Gulleroy throwing like a quick punch, and that you can't really tell what's going on. And again, we are snapping the necks of the zombies. How the fuck? Ah, uh, you know what? You heard me go off on it last week. I'm not going to do it again. But a lot of, there was a lot of zombie neck snapping going on. And I don't approve. I'm just going to leave it at that. I broke the whole shit down last week. I'm not going to go over it again. I do not approve of that. And we are going to continue doing that uh, like as if it's it's cool or something. I don't know. I'm not into it. All right. Anyway, uh, they make it through there. Unfortunately, Peyton at this point goes full zombie. And uh, once they make it out of the um, cemetery, they have to go underneath a bridge where Alice looks off into the darkness and she's like, there's something over there. What is that? I don't know. There's definitely something over there. We should probably get going. So they get to off to move in there, and then here comes the Nemesis Project to kick their asses collectively. A uh, little bit of a skirmish here between Alice. Uh, Jill and the news reporter have to go off on their own because uh, Alice is going to lead Nemesis somewhere else. So they do a lot of super high jumps over like cop cars and stuff, and a uh, little crouching tiger hidden dragon action style with the all that shit. Eventually, Alice gets away. Well done. We're gonna we're gonna stay with uh, um, what do you call there? Uh, Jill and the reporter. They're still gonna try and make it to the school to find the little girl, so that that way they can get out of the city. So they make it to the school. Very cool. They get in there. They start looking around. Here comes the zombie dogs again. Zombie dogs may be the high point of this entire franchise. These zombie dogs are pretty fucking gnarly. Uh, big, big attackaroo, get on there. Um, unfortunately, the reporter gets it. There's another liquor loose in the school. That's nasty. Um, the Jill Valentine, though, finds the little girl, and she's like, hey, we're going to get you out of here. We got to find the reporter. The little girl's like, ah, the reporter didn't do so good. The reporter actually gets eaten by a bunch of zombie kids, which is cool. Good for her. I mean, that sucks, but it's still kind of cool we get to see zombie kids. Um, at that point, unbeknownst to us this whole time, uh, Dr. Ashmore has also been in contact with Oliveira's uh, Merck team and has been guiding them towards the school also. 
So they get to the school about the same time. Um, unfortunately, Yuri has been bit and he goes full zombie. We have to put him down. Uh, Nikolai, Zach Ward, gets mauled by the zombie dogs. Uh, he's dead. So now, really, of the Merc team, all we're left is Oliveira. And he also gets bit in this little skirmish here. Um, things are looking pretty grim. It's just Jill, the Red Queen, and Oliveira trying to get, get up out of there. <clears throat> Zombie dogs are chasing him. Jill turns on the gas oven, uh, goes to light her match. This is a very smoker-friendly movie. I don't know if you noticed that, those of you that have seen it. Uh, Jill does a lot of smoking. In a second here, suddenly and out of nowhere, Alice is going to show up with a lit cigarette, and she's going to blow up the whole school and the dogs and save Olivera and uh, uh, Jill and uh, the um, Red Queen there. So we just have to assume that somehow she found a way to get away from Nemesis and uh, make her way back to the school there. So good for her. Um it's fine. We, we, we've got enough action sequences here, inmates, to keep us distracted from the lack of plot. <laughs> or at least, uh, you know, if you're, if you're watching this for the first time, it, it might take away from it a little bit. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> we've got the Red Queen. We've got Alice, Jill Valentine, and Alvera. We get outside of the school there. We call Ash, Ash, Ashmore, Ashford. Uh, hey, dude, we got your daughter, so... Let's uh, let's get the, the, the show on the road there. Uh, he's like, okay, wonderful. What I need you to do is make your way to the rooftop on the other side of town, you see. There's a helicopter there. I will need you to kill everybody manning that copter, and then you can uh, be on your way. Uh, unfortunately, the German prick is now monitoring Ashford's calls, and he knows exactly what he's doing. So away they go to this rooftop to find the helicopter. On the way there, they pick up Mike Epps. We find out his name is actually... LJ, uh, Jill remembers him from the precinct, and he remembers her, so no no love lost there. Good for them. Uh, they make their way to the building. they got to kill their way up to the rooftop, where there's a bunch of zombies, of course. The helicopter is there. Unfortunately, the German prick guy knew they would be there, so he's there waiting with a bunch of um, uh, paramilitary types and the fucking Nemesis Project, which really sucks. So... They make their way up to the rooftop, uh, you know, big, uh, this, yeah, it's fucking, so, so uh, okay, just hang out with me on this, because it's going to get really stupid and unnecessary. The helicopter is on the roof, right? Okay. Uh, Oliveira, Valentine, LJ, and the Red Queen go up normally. Alice goes to a neighboring building, to the rooftop of that one, so that sh- she can then fast rope down to the the rooftop with the helicopter on it, mainly because we haven't seen Mia Jovovich fast rope yet. We've seen everybody else fast rope. It's I guess it's her turn now. So she does a very cool move where she runs down the side of the building at full speed. Naturally, she's going to start shooting about three quarters of the way down. By the time she touches down, she goes into a whole spin kick, swingy kind of a trapeze act with Kung Fu to take out uh, everybody around the helicopter cuts herself loose just as uh, everybody else is making their way up to that rooftop and then they get uh, weapons drawn on them by the German and the rest of the security team uh, he's like okay okay and very good for you my dear unfortunately you must now fight the nemesis project you see uh, now 
Because we don't know. Alice is not part of the video games. I get it. Mia Jovovich is very sexy and we like watching her do spin kicks and things. But she has nothing to do with anything as far as the original source material. She is not part of it at all. Uh, I don't think it was ever mentioned in any of it. But for the for the purposes of these films, we have to assume that she is Nemesis Project Alpha or Alice, I guess, is what we're going to call her. Uh, Matt, the cop from the first movie, was genetically modified and turned into Nemesis Project Bravo, which is the big hulking Cenobite that is now standing in front of us. And the German is like, we need to see which project we will continue. So you two must fight each other now, or I will kill everybody, don't you see? It's just absolutely wonderful. <laughs> you She's like, I'm not going to fight him. And he's like, oh, you don't want to fight, do you? Unfortunately, I have more bad news. So he shoots uh, pr- uh, Professor or Dr. Ashford and kills him right there on the spot. Uh, the Red Queen is like, no, daddy, no. And then... Uh, she, uh, Alice is like suddenly grows like some emotional depth and she's like, okay, okay, I'll fight him. I'll fight him. Okay. So, um, Nemesis Bravo drops his Gatling gun and his rocket launcher and he proceeds to, uh, get his ass kicked by Alice cause she's doing crouching tiger, hidden Panther stuff. And, uh, he's just kind of lumbering around like a big doofus and he's only got one eye so that's kind of unfair for him uh he hits her knocks her around a couple times but she does too many like uh choke holds and things like that eventually he peels off a piece of like some like a girder leaving a jagged edge and tries to beat her with that but then the german throws alice uh to her two batons and she puts a pretty good beating on it. eventually she impales him on the girder and then uh they have like a, a moment which I thought was kind of dumb, where she's looking at Nemesis, Nemesis's one good eye, and she's like, Matt, it's you. It's like a weird RoboCop kind of a move. And uh, like suddenly she falls in love with him or something. So uh, the German is like, finish him! And she's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that at all. And we get this long diatribe about, oh, you had so much unbridled potential, but you don't have the willpower to use it. So disappointing to me. And while he's going on about this horse shit, Nemesis Bravo uh, unsticks himself from the impalement and goes and picks up his uh, Gatling gun and rocket launcher. Um, while all that was going on, Alvera managed to cut his zip ties and get Jill Valentine loose and LJ loose. Uh, they grab some guns and shoot up the security team. LJ goes and, like, holds the pilot of the helicopter at gunpoint. Uh, the German and his security team get into a different helicopter, which takes off, and Nemesis promptly shoots down. Uh, he falls down and gets eaten by zombies while all of our good guys uh, get taken, get, get into a different helicopter and take off. Uh, that's pretty cool. Well done. Uh, unfortunately, Alice somehow ends up I think she got left behind or something. She, they they go flying off. Alice like gets knocked out and wakes up in a like a one of those whatever those fucking chambers are called where they fill it with water and put you on an oxygen tank. I don't know like what the healing properties of being in a big tank of water are, but they do that a lot in movies, and I would like to try it just to see what it feels like. And they always put you in there naked, too. You notice that? 
Uh, all the X-Men movies, they always have the mutants in the tanks with the water. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, she wakes up. She's naked. They let her out. We find out that there's a second German Dr. Prick. And this guy is played by Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. I don't know what his actual name is, but he's a bit of a douche. Uh, he wakes her up and she comes out and he's like, oh, you are the epitome of perfection. Look at you. You're great. And she's naked. We get to see her boobies. That's great. She's not very well endowed, but, um, she has complete amnesia. But while he's standing there, uh, talking to her, like everything comes back to her and she's like, my name is Alice. And then she puts a pretty good beating on everybody in the, uh, the, the laboratory there. And she's fighting her way out of the Umbrella Corp facility. And apparently via security camera, if she looks at you, she can give you like a like the come fuck me eyes. And it'll make you bleed out of your eyes and your nose through a security camera. She doesn't even know if there's somebody watching that camera or not. But she manages to pull that off. Um, they're about to lock the place down. They, you know, the whole team is holding her at gunpoint. And then up comes one of these black SUVs and out pops Jill Valentine, Oliveira, and LJ. And they're all wearing Umbrella Corp stuff. And they're like, hey, we're here for the uh, test subject. Uh, here's a level six clearance. So we're going to take her with us, I guess. And then the doctor who's watching this whole thing, Jorah Mormont, says, let him go. So they just let her go. And then he's like, Nemesis Alpha, initiate. And then her eyes flash like the umbrella logo for a second. And now all of a sudden, Jorah Mormont can see everything she sees. So he's like, where are you going to go, Alice? And then they drive off. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, man. If, if you played the video games, if you like the video games, you're probably not going to like these movies. Um, it's not very good, man. It's, it's just a bunch of nonsensical action sequences against a zombie backdrop. Um, I don't know, man. Like I said, this is where I gave up. This is where I walked away from Resident Evil. I'm very interested to see what, uh, is going to happen next week with, what is it? Afterlife, I think is next. Not leaving me, not leaving me uh, with very high expectations. Be honest with you, I think that's the one that takes place in Vegas, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, we will check that out. I'll do it next week. Uh, this one's bad, dude. I I know a lot of us are kind of nostalgic for the the Resident Evil movies. A lot of us have huge boners for Mia Jovovich. I get that. I like uh, watching her come out of these test tube things naked, also. But as a movie, it's an action movie, and it's not a very good one. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I would love to hear somebody defend this franchise. Is there anybody out there that can do it? I would love to hear an argument. I would love for somebody to explain to me how good the Resident Evil movies are. All right, think about that. I'm going to take myself a little break, and we will uh, do some other stuff when I get back.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And I'm back. I don't know how I feel about Mia Jovovich. Good actress, sure. Bit of a typecast at this point. I like a female action star, and I think she's probably the closest one, the closest thing we have to a female action star. She does good work, and she's attractive, and she's not afraid to get naked. Um, she is not, I know what you're, you're asking yourself right now, and the answer is no, she is not on my celebrity bang list, but, you know, I could be persuaded, Miss Jovovich, if you're listening, um, if I am treated like a lady. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm very tired. Um, all right. Are you guys ready to get into the Terradome side of the show? No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash him right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll make dream come true. Six year old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. The Terradome. Start it off with last week's winners, shall we? In singles competition, we had the fucking tomato against the maniac cop, Matthew Cordell. Amidst the ruin of the wreckage, excuse me, amidst, amidst the ruin and the wreckage of the chase, a single fig- figure emerged from the flames. The former NYPD officer Matthew Cordell could not rest until vengeance was met on his betrayers. Fortunately for them, the last tomato understood and wasn't attempting to destroy the cop, only incapacitate him. That's when the explosives detonated and that part of the Ferenzano Bridge plummeted into the Hudson. Cordell with it and underneath tons of rubble to keep him underwater for a very long time. With a vote of 10 to 9... The tomato advances. Ten to nine, you sons of bitches. We were this close to being done with the stupid fucking tomato. But no. Here we go for another week of tomato horseshit. God. All right. Anyway, let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? (laughs) I'm not actually as angry as I'm letting on. Um, Here we are. We are in the Inferno Conference round 14. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing things. 
When the colonial marines touched down on the way station, they were expecting a lot of things. They were expecting a combat zone, dead bodies, and hostile alien incursions. What they found was darkness and silence. The station completely empty and shuttered except for one heat source in the med bay. There, an attractive young lady waiting peacefully in cryostasis, blissfully unaware of what had transpired around her. Her name is Syl. She has no recollection of who she is or where she came from, other than the information on her chamber's data slate. Then the Marines' motion sensors come to life, another target encircling their position in the med bay via air ducts. Moving too fast to be human, it closes the distance quickly. In singles competition, we have Sill versus the Xenomorph. I gotta go with the Xenomorph on this one, boys. Um, really, Sill's only strength, I mean, other than like the alien cocooning business, is just how hot she is and how she can lure dudes into like trying to to fuck her and then she you know kills them she's like a black widow type that'll work that'll work sometimes like against a dracula or you know uh the wolfman obviously uh maybe even like a uh jigsaw for example or uh probably maybe a pinhead maybe i don't know but that's not gonna work against a xenomorph i don't think xenomorphs even have dicks do they i, I think they're asexual except for the hive queen they come out of egg sacs, for Christ's sakes. They're not going to try to have sex with her. They're going to try to put a face hugger on her and then call it a day. I got to take the Xenomorph on this one, boys. Uh, that is your Terra Dome match for the week. It's the Xenomorph versus Sill. Get me your votes by next week if you can. The mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or write me an email, thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. I will make sure to check the junk folder from now on. Lance, Tony, Carter Burke, you all were in the junk folder this week. But I found it, and I read it anyway. So there's that. All right, inmates, contemplate that matchup. Think deeply about who would really win that fight. I think you'll agree with me. In the meantime, how about uh, a little what are you looking at? I got some movies to talk about here. What are you looking at? Yeah, buddy. Uh, As Tony mentioned, what, or excuse me, we need to do something from 2021. This one just popped up on Hulu, I think it was. Uh, So basically what we have here is a highly dysfunctional family trapped in a bathroom during a storm. It's a good sized bathroom. But uh, they can't get out, and they end up having to stay in there for quite some time. Um, shit gets real. Shit gets real pretty fast. Find out the dad's an alcoholic. I think the mom recently got caught cheating and or possibly asked for a divorce. Uh, girl, a teenage girl, she's like one of these goth emo types. She's all fucked up. Only one worth a shit is the little boy, and of course, he's the one that dies, so... Sorry to spoil that for you. Not a bad show. There's some weird shit going on, too. It may or may not be just a storm out there. There could be some other weird stuff. Uh, not not a bad show. Worth checking out. Also, I watched uh, My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To from 2020. I found this one on uh, Shudder. Um, 
I don't want to ruin this for you, but we've all seen the Hamiltons, right? It's basically that. It's base. It's 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 the Hamiltons. It's just a lot slower and a lot more drab. <laughs> a little bit more depressing. I don't think anybody smiles in this movie. Um, it does have Patrick Fugit in it. Remember this guy? He's in one of my all-time favorites. He was uh, the kid that died in um, Dead Birds. He was the gunslinger kid that got killed. Uh, oh boy, oh boy, did he put on a few pounds since Dead Birds. Uh, still a pretty, it's it's worth a watch. It's just very slow. And uh, they tell her, if you've seen the Hamiltons, you're going to know exactly what's going on here. I'm not going to ruin it for you. And I'm not going to ruin the Hamiltons either. But if you've seen one, then you've pretty much seen them both. Uh, that's all I'm looking at this week's, this week, inmates. But both of those are worth checking out. If, if I've, you know, piqued your curiosity. How about some immersion therapy then, yeah? Immersion therapy. I think I need to come to some kind of an understanding with my own sensibilities. You know what I mean? Um, there's like a weird rarefied air of movies that I think are good until I watch them again. And then I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. Uh, it kept my interest. We're talking about Pig. From 2021, I think, is when it came out. Yeah. Um, it's on Hulu. It stars Nicolas Cage. So there's that. It's kind of cool. Um, I thought it was going to do something, you know? Guy loses his pig. He's on this mission to get his pig back. You think somebody's going to get killed. He's living in a fucking shanty in the woods. Uh, you know, there's a lot of possibility there for some kind of a horror situation Really, he just makes somebody dinner, and then they confess to having killed his pig. And that sucks. I will say it kept my interest, just because I kept thinking something was going to happen. It reminded, it, it was similar in that way to The Neon Demon. You guys seen that one? Um, first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is a really good movie. What the fuck is going to happen? Oh, shit, they ate her. Look at that. And then the next time I watched it, I was like, this is an hour and 45 minutes of modeling drama bullshit with photographers. And then finally, in the last 10 minutes, somebody gets eaten. Well, fuck this. You know what I mean? And I have a feeling if I were to attempt to watch Pig again, knowing what I know now, I would be like, he's just going to make him dinner. That's all. And then they're going to have a good cry about it. And fuck this. Is pretty much how I feel about it. I mean, it's still a good show. If you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. Um, I, it's like John Wick, but without guns. And if you make him a chef, like a like a super talented chef that everybody is a, like respected and you know afraid of in some weird way. I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, your immersion therapy for this week, my friends, is going to be on Amazon Prime. It's The Alpines from 2021. Directed by Dante, Dante Albane, starring Aaron Morissette and Stephen Kazakov. Uh, something about some people uh, getting lost in the woods, something, I don't know. Check it out, inmates. I will do the same, and we can compare notes next week. But now, we must educate me. 
Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a hot young med student, and uh, I am probably not going to graduate because I can't pay the fucking tuition. I tried getting like side jobs at a strip club and a few other places. Uh, turns out uh, I'm a bit of a uh, an a-hole also. So lucky for me, though, I can offer my wares here at the strip club and start my own uh, body mod business, which is uh, rather lucrative until my fucking professor drugs and rapes me. Now I get to use him as a practice dummy, the piece of shit. I am, of course, American Mary. That's a great show, man. Uh, a lot of people don't think of that as rape revenge because, you know, the rape was very subdued and the, you didn't really realize the revenge aspect until the very end when you're like, oh, look what she did to him. But uh, that's a pretty good show. Catherine Isabel in that leather apron getup. Woo! I love it. Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a Chinese-American who recently got engaged and thought that I would take my fiancé back to China to meet the rest of my family. Uh, very cool. Everything's going pretty cool, pretty well. We're checking out the street festivals. Turns out we're here on a very peculiar holiday. Um, it's, uh, it's about to get pretty weird. And uh, I really hope our cab driver doesn't take us out in the middle of nowhere and just leave us there to be some kind of a sacrifice to something because, you know, that's not cool, man. And I don't want to have to go crawling through any caves or temples or deal with any of these rural fucking people because that's not, that's not what I had in mind for the, the big honeymoon uh, engagement party. You know what I mean? Who might I be? Find out next week when I uh, drop some more knowledge on you. In the meantime, my friends, I think that's about going to do it for me this week. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, and for your continued correspondence and Terradome votes and everything else. That's what keeps me doing this, is you fucking people. Despite the fact that you keep voting for a goddamn tomato, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I do have a Patreon campaign running. I am uh, going to be launching a new show, uh, probably just on the regular feed to start with. Where it's, I, got, I got some big plans coming up for the year. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I got a whole new setup here. I'm trying to figure out how all this stuff is going to fit in. Um, a lot of things going on. I got some new Patreon ideas I'm going to be rolling out later, hopefully this week or next. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the Patreon link is at paddedroompodcast.com. Click on that son of a gun. Donate $5. You get yourself a Padded Room t-shirt travel mug, and control of the month of February, which is wide open. Pick the theme. Give me four random movies, whatever whatever floats your boat, man. I don't care. I'll watch whatever you say. Um, actually, I think let's make that March because I think Resident Evil is going to take me well into February. So I don't want to screw anybody out of uh, half a month there. In the meantime, for Buddy in Absentia, Monica in Absentia, Corporate Zombies. All right. Uh, you would think that corporate living a, a corporate lifestyle isn't like zombifying enough. We have to actually bring the living dead into the Umbrella Corporation. Fuck that. Uh, the Hive, Nemesis Project, video games that were much better video games than they were movie adaptations. Um, Catherine Isabel, 
body modifications, which can be hot or wildly disturbing. They can be both. I don't know, which, whatever, you're, whatever you're into, I guess. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Good morning.